At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one half of your hosting team. I'm in Vegas. The other half of your hosting team is across America. Out in Boston is Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday. So it's crazy, Pritch. We got snow today in New England. I thought we were done with snow. I'm ready for March Madness. I want baseball to come to an agreement. So uh, you always think it's over with, and then they they, they pull you back in, as as that old phrase likes to say. But (laughs) Pritch, a ton to get to today. We got to kind of uh, at least we, we can catch our breath, talk about the futures movement here with obviously a crazy show yesterday with Rodgers returning and Russell Wilson getting traded. We're now seeing some odds movement also in terms of the number one pick, which is not not uh, to music to my ears. Evan Neal took a hit and Hutchinson is now the favorite to go on overall. But Pritch, before we get into all these college games today, there's one thing I tweeted out. I think it's really interesting. I want to give credit to uh, Alan Dinkowich or at Dink INC. He's a respected better on Twitter, a long track record of success. He tweeted this out and it was really interesting. Almost all these conference tournament games get bet to the under. My betting theory is to bet the over on the few select games that actually get hit and go over. I watch for the steam and go with the steam. So to Alan's point, uh, and again, this is a theme that we've seen for years and years, and especially again this year, there are 41 games today, Pritch. Mm -hmm. Of the 41 games, 
38 of them have seen the total fall. So what does that tell you? Overnight money, early money hit the under and caused it to fall. Only three games on the board today actually saw the total go up. You had uh, Stanford, Arizona State, 127.5 to 128.5. Duquesne, URI, 131.5 to 132.5. And Cal Baptist, Sam Houston, 130.5 to 131.5. So it just kind of was interesting to me. You know, you almost always see like 99% of these games get hit to the under. Neutral courts, tired legs, all the factors we talk about. The few that actually go to the over, to me, that's like pure steam coming in, Pritch, because this is an under time of year. So something to monitor moving forward. Keep an eye on just the totals that rise. Let's see if we can maybe find an edge here at conference tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at Boston College on top of Wake Forest right now, too, Josh. Uh, ACC tournament, uh, the Pac-12 tournament about to tip off as well. I'll go back to last night uh, because I was curious at your thoughts on the outcome of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Gonzaga covers Barely 12 and a half. The line closed at 12 and a half. 141 was told that goes over that one as well. Uh, not shocking about the game or the outcome, but certainly St. Mary's was competitive in this one. Uh, almost covered that number. Yeah, they really were competitive. Pitch. This was a game that was really fishy to us. We talked to our buddy Greg Hoops mm -hmm. yesterday, but you know St. Mary's had just beaten Gonzaga in their previous matchup. You beat them. Uh, what was it? I think uh, was it 67-57. So you go to this game and you're like, okay, for all the marbles here in their conference tournament, why is this line so high? But what's interesting to me is kind of this fade the trendy dog angle. Pritch. I always, again, you always like those dogs that are gross. Right. Don't like the dogs that are really popular and trendy. And that was a play where pretty much uh, you look across the board, almost 70% of bets were on St. Mary's getting the points, but what did the line tell you? And again, I think it's, you know, they covered by the skin of their teeth, Pritch. They, you mm -hmm. know, minus 12 and a half, you win by 13. So it's hard to kind of take a lot of takeaways from that. But the angle here would have been everyone on St. Mary's, but the 12 and a half kind of stayed 12 and a half crept up to 13 at sometimes. We saw that liability on Gonzaga, even though the public play was St. Mary's. And to your point, there was some under money there, 141 and a half down to like 140, and that thing sailed over. But again, keep an eye on these trendy dogs. To me, I want to bet against them. And Gonzaga, if you lay the 12 and a half, uh, again, that was an epic, epic cover there because at one point, Pritch, you're right. right. St. Mary's was in the lead early. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was taking a peek at that Louisville game too, thinking of you because I know you were on the Card <laughs> Louisville uh, Cardinals right there. So uh, looking at that game, looking forward to all, all the basketball talk that we're going to get to uh, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, certainly, Josh, you know, the big news yesterday was Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, I guess you can throw him in there too for big news, but the quarterback carousel continues. Carson Wentz was traded to the football team, the commanders, whatever you want to call them at this point. Uh, not shocked that the Colts got rid of Carson Wentz, um, but what now for the Colts? And then do you think that the Washington commanders improved themselves with this move to acquire Carson Wentz as well? So I actually kind of like this move here to Washington because, again, what were you starting with in the quarterback room? Heineke, obviously a guy who, you know, flashed in that playoff game a couple of years ago, has had his moments here, but are you sold on him being your long-term starter? Uh, their question marks are there. Obviously, you took a shot on Fitzpatrick. He got hurt, you know, didn't really, uh, you know, come come through for you. Uh, and again, Pritch, he'll probably be on a new team this year. What was he you know, on this, like, 14th team, basically? Mm -hmm. But I like this just adding to your quarterback room. Now, Carson Wentz, he's not the savior. He's not the best quarterback in the league. He really tanked down there late in the regular season and even you Pritch let's tip uh, tip our cap to you you were saying how Ursay was really irked by uh, kind of the way that season ended and wanted to get rid of Wentz well that ends up happening I think it's a low risk high reward move for Washington the question isn't whether you know Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the league it's is he slightly better than Heineke I think he is he's a veteran type player he's familiar with the NFC 
I kind of like this move, Pritch. I'm not going to bet Washington to win that division. I still think it's the Cowboys and maybe the Eagles if they can, you know, hit on some of these draft picks and continue to progress. But I like that move, Pritch. Low with low risk, high reward. Just don't turn the ball over. What did you think about that one, Pritch? Were you surprised by the Commanders picking up Wentz? Well, I no, not surprised. I mean, I think the Commanders are desperate for quarterback. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz goes back to that division NFC East. Uh, obviously, you know, you think about him with the Eagles and a lot of people do, but uh, I, I don't know if it moves the needle or not right there for the situation with the commanders. But if you look over to the AFC, the futures, we've been talking about the futures, the Bills uh, from an AFC odds plus 400, the, the Broncos with the move uh, plus 650. You had the Ravens 11 1, Lamar Jackson coming back from injury, and then you had the Colts at 14 1. Now, the conventional thought is, or wisdom here is that the Colts, they have a playoff caliber football team. It's just it wasn't quarterback uh, playoff caliber, right? I mean, the quarterback situation needs to address this stuff. Ursay wanted to get rid of Carson Wentz, but who is going to come to the Colts now to support the 14-1 uh, situation right there for the AFC odds? Yeah, it's a great question, Pritch. So to me, you kind of make this move, or I would assume you make this move if you have a quarterback, you know, you're thinking about, you know, in your back pocket here. Co so either you think you feel like you're going to trade for someone else, maybe there's a draft pick that falls to you, but again, you, you've given up these picks for Wentz, and to me, uh, that's not a great move. You give up multiple picks for Wentz, he's gone after a year, and now you're missing these draft picks. So uh, is there a free agent that they're you know talking behind the scenes with? Uh, is there maybe a situation here where you like the guys who are in-house for you? Pritch, remember you and I were doing shows all over the summer when Carson Wentz was hurt and Nelson was hurt and those, those futures numbers were crazy going mm -hmm. back and forth for the Colts. But a lot of the prop boards in terms of who will take the week one snap there, it was Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger was kind of right behind him. So is this a, a show of faith for Eason or Ellinger? I'm not sure. I just think you, you only make this move if you feel like Either your in-house quarterbacks are better than Wentz or you have someone in your back pocket to bring in. But, Pritch, I, I got to ask you, who's going to start a quarterback for the Colts? Ursay, he got rid of the guy he didn't like, but now who's going to come in? I think the jury's out on that Yeah, one. it really is. Uh, Frank Reich, uh, I mean, he's up against it. I, I don't know how many people or quarterbacks he's worked with uh, outside of Nick Foles. You win a Super Bowl with him, right? And Carson Wentz, too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumblings out there about Mitchell Trubisky as a free agent quarterback. That was a guy who obviously was drafted pretty high by the Bears, didn't work out there. Uh, I don't know if he improved himself uh, sitting behind Josh Allen out there in Buffalo, but he's a free agent quarterback. Marcus Mariota uh, is another name, uh, another guy that was drafted very, very high, athletic kind of quarterback. And uh, if you think about the Colts, and, and a lot of people are thinking about them this way, with the offensive line, the defensive line, they got a new defensive coordinator, Gus uh, Bradley. Uh, but yet this roster, outside of a few pieces, whether it's at the wide receiver position, uh, perhaps in the secondary as well, I they could be primed and ready to go in terms of making a run into playoffs. Look at that division that they're in uh, right now too, Josh. So uh, it's intriguing to follow this quarterback carousel and then to find out which quarterback is in fact going to land out there in Indy. It really is, Prince. So we're going to have to, you know, dust off the odds here, see what the odds makers are saying for maybe the next quarterback to, you know, start week one here for these teams. But, you know, you mentioned Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, it sounds like, you know, I, I saw this on Twitter. Could he be linked to the Giants? Remember, he was with Dayball, yeah. uh, with Buffalo. So there's familiarity there. You could bring in some competition for Daniel Jones. Maybe that competition brings out the best in him. We shall see. They have a couple, you know, first round picks here to try to take advantage of. But uh, Trubisky is a name that's getting a lot of attention here. But I'm also looking at the Colts, and I think you're right, 14 to 1. Seems 
like a decent number. I got to know who the quarterback is. But Pritch, let me ask you this. You're working with me. It's this is a New England show all the time. <laughs> My Patriots are 14 to one as well. Obviously, they really folded down the stretch. Uh, I was reading something that they were kind of blaming it on COVID. A lot of guys got COVID late and they really got rolled. Remember, they won seven in a row with, were the one seed at one point. But they're also 14 to one. Would you rather have Belichick and Mac Jones in year two? Maybe the roster isn't as good, but you would consider that, uh, you know, Jones progressing here versus uh, a spot there with 14 to one, same price. I know you're in a division where you feel like you're going to clean up against the Texans and the Jags. Still got to play the Titans there. But I don't know, Pritch. I feel like I'd rather have Pats 14 to one than I would uh, uh, Colts 14 to one. Uh, yeah, the unknown with the Colts, so I'm staying away from that for sure. The, Patri- uh, the Pats, uh, the Patriots, uh, 14 to one. I'm not touching that either. Uh, look at the quarterbacks. In that conference, Josh, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Ravens, uh, even the Titans, we'll throw them in there too. Uh, the Chargers as well. I mean, Mac Jones, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he's got a lot to prove in terms of trying uh, to pry my money from my wallet in terms of a future uh, with the New England Patriots at this point. No, I hear you, Pritch, definitely. And again, you, you love the way the Patriots kind of, you know, struggled early, really hit their stride, and then they folded late. Uh, so again, they have something to prove this year coming in. And also, I think, you know, if Belichick is, uh, you know, he's doing this thing, Pritch, where he's not naming a coordinator, offense or defense. There's rumors that Belichick is going to call the plays. Can you imagine Belichick mm. with one of those uh, play sheets in front of his face and, you know, snorting into it? Uh, that would be kind of great theater there in general with his kid making weird faces next to him. But uh, I, I think if you're going to follow this blueprint of, uh, you know, it, it's an offensive-minded league. He's a defensive-minded coach, but I think if you're going to want to get the best out of Mac Jones, Mechie in the second round. You know, uh, does the star wide receiver who got hurt fall to the Patriots? To me, you're going to have to load up and take a play uh, out of the book of the 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 Bengals. There, you know, teaming up. Uh, obviously, the quarterback Burrow with Chase. Do you get Mac Jones some help? I think that's going to make them more competitive. Let's see what happens this offseason. All right, off and rolling here on Betting Across America, looking at the score, 27-23 now, uh, Boston College and Wake. Uh, We're going to continue the discussion, College Hoops, with the ACC tournament, the Pac-12 tipping off as well. So right now, get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, a daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. We continue with college basketball. That's next. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, are you ready? We have all these college hoops games to get to here. Uh, DePaul St. John's. I'm curious about the market 
uh, on this one and also your insights too because it opened minus five and a half St. John's. You know, St. John's home court advantage, that kind of thing perhaps, but uh, I don't know if that's going to ring true in this one or not. I, I love the fact that DePaul has a second chance opportunity uh, in this game with rebounding. Uh, now, four and a half is the number now uh, as is ticked down here from that five and a half opening price. What do you think? Yeah, this is kind of one of the uh, one of my favorite spread plays of the day, Pritch. Give me DePaul okay. and the points in this one. This okay. is kind of a blueprint play for me where you mentioned it, St. John's, you know, home court advantage. They're getting a, a big majority of bets here. They have a slightly better record, 16 and 14 against DePaul, who's 15 and 15. I uh, also had DePaul uh, lose to UConn their last game. St. John's has struggled, though, too. They lost three of their last four. But my angle here, Pritch, would just be uh, I'm going to go with the sharp line move. You had a lot of these books open the Johnny boys laying five and a half. Even though it's a split ticket count or slight St. John's, the line's down to four and a half. So what does that tell you? Uh, when tickets are even, a line really shouldn't move at all, theoretically, because you would consider all, you know, the ticket count even. But we know that, again, not all tickets are created equal. You have your bigger wagers, your sharper wagers, your dime betters. You have your, you know, your average Joe $5 bets. Seems to me the public split, maybe slight St. John's at home, but this big reverse line move here to St. John's going from plus five and a half down to plus four and a half. Now, this isn't a huge Ken Palm edge. You would have wanted to maybe jump on this a little bit earlier, a five, a five and a half early, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020, but Ken Palm has a losing by five, but I'm going to bank on a couple things, Pritch. These teams just met up kind of recently, uh, you know, over the last month, it was a 99-94 game where DePaul won this matchup here. So, again, I think the obvious play is, you know, Johnny Boys with home court, just lay the points. But this line's going to say, going to DePaul here, Pritch. So, I'm going to take DePaul plus four and a half, see if we can lose by four or less, or make it easy, just win the game here, Pritch. Right. I mean, I, I noticed that early on this today, this morning, uh, when it opened up at five and a half. Okay, it moved to five, and now it's down to four and a half here. So, you, would you call that steam? Uh, I, I don't know if I, I should chase it here. <laughs> Uh, but that was a pretty significant movement. And when you think, okay, St. John's, I guess a, a conventional wisdom will be, okay, they're going to be in that court. They're used to the sight lines. Whereas a Paul, again, I go back to the rebounding advantage and second point opportunities because they're so active on the glass. Yeah, great point. I think the rebounding on the boards, that's going to be your your angle here if you're going to mm -hmm. bet uh, DePaul, which I am, and see if they can keep this thing close. But it's also fishy to me too, Pritch. Like, you're on your home court. You know, if you look right. at every game on the board, there's that little lowercase n next to it, neutral site. This is not a neutral site. So on the one hand, I think the public may say, wow, home court, huge advantage, go St. John's. But think of it the other way. Who's the pressure on? St. John's at home, your home crowd. You got to show up for this game. To me, the pressure is all, all on St. John's, whereas DePaul can come in there and just say, hey, you know, we're just going to see if we can keep everyone quiet in this building. That's why I like this move, and it tells me respected betters really targeted DePaul here. So I'll go with that plus four and a half. Okay, another report here, Clemson, Virginia Tech. Uh, right now, Virginia Tech minus five, 130 and a half. Uh, this total, uh, Josh, uh, insights on this game. Yeah, so I didn't have a play on this one, Pritch, but I did notice a move a little bit toward Virginia Tech. So mm -hmm. it's a slight majority of bets, slight favorite here. They open get uh, laying four and a half. You're now up to five. I see some shops at five that are juiced up like it may go to five and a half. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, this would be another play, too, where I'd maybe lean under. You have Clemson as a good defensive team, pretty slow pace. Virginia Tech is also one of your best defensive teams in college basketball. They're only given up like 61 points a game. Uh, they have been good to the under 18 and 13 to the under on the year. And this would be one of those plays where we, you know, let off with the show. 
you know, pretty much every single game, 38 out of 41 getting hit to the under, you had the same thing here. A lot of these books were around 131 down to 130 and a half. Some books even down to 130. So uh, my play would be, again, move to Virginia Tech, but I'm not going to uh, follow that one. I just think, you know, it's kind of a, a tight number that, you know, again, I don't see too much value on. But to me, I'd lean under here. Two good defensive teams, especially Virginia Tech. You can find the hook on the 130 and a half. I'd lean under there. Okay, how about some plays that you do have? Nebraska, Northwestern. Nebraska is catching four and a half points in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Uh, 144 and a half is the total. Where'd you go? So this really jumped out to me, Pritch, because this is your ultimate trendy dog today. This the trendy dog is Nebraska, almost in that spot uh, with St. Mary's against Gonzaga last night. I'm looking at Nebraska getting 75% of bets. Mm. I mean, everyone is sweating Nebraska here. They're 10 and 21, you know, terrible record. Northwestern's 14 and 15, but this is a recency bias play, Pritch. The last three games, you got to give Nebraska credit, the Cornhuskers. They were a 12 and a half point dog against Wisconsin. They won the game. They were a 15 point dog against Ohio State won the game. They're a 10 and a half point dog against Penn state won the game. So they've won three straight games where they're getting double digit points the entire time. So public sees that and they say, Hey, you know, just take the points. Uh, it's a team that's red hot and has had some good competition that they've beaten. But again, Pritch fade the trendy dog. The trendy dog is Nebraska. Uh, you actually had Northwestern open at some shops laying four. They're now up to four and a half. So the line is going to Northwestern, even though a big majority of bets are on Nebraska. So I'm going to lay the points here. You know, it's a little high, but I would even consider a money line minus 200. Uh, you look at this spot defensively, they're giving up 68 a game Northwestern, almost 80 for Nebraska, big rebounding advantage. And they have been two and oh against Nebraska this year, Northwestern beating them 77, 65, 87, 63. So I got to play this one, Pritch. Uh, everyone's <laughs> loving Nebraska. You know, me hazmat lay the points or money line. Let's go Northwestern. All right, let's go Northwestern. I mean, Nebraska is <laughs> horrible, but you, you are fighting a, a situational trend in terms of ATS for Nebraska four and one in the last five games there. Uh, but I mean, Northwestern lane four and a half can argue with that. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's just fishy Pritch, a team that's won three mm -hmm. straight games outright as a dog and they're getting all the support yet. The line is going to Northwestern. Like if this open four and a half and now it's down to three, I think you could say, Hey, trendy dog, but also also some respected money. That's not what's happening. All betting Cornhuskers yet line going to uh, wildcats. Here. Yeah. Let's go to the pack 12 here. Another play that you have uh, Utah and Washington. Uh, what did you see in this game? <laughs> I'm looking at Utah and my buffs actually got to buy by beating Utah to end the regular season. You got the Husky. He's laying two and a half uh, against the Utes. Uh, 140 is the total. Yeah, I'm going to go Washington here, Pritch. It's 1130 game, late night game here. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to be another late night for me on the East Coast. <laughs> but uh, I like this one toward Washington. They actually had a decent line move in their favor. They opened up as a one and a half point favorite. They've been steamed up a little bit. It's now minus two and a half. So line move in their favor. It's not the most heavily bet game. You know, I think a lot of, you know, betters today are saying, Hey, let me just go in chrono chron uh, chronological order. And they're kind of keeping this one till the end. So it, it'll get more heavily bet throughout the day. But the early move was toward Washington here. Uh, this is another play. It's for me, like a don't overthink it play. You have Washington who's 16 and 14. They're 11 and nine in conference play. You have a Utah team who was 11 and 19, four and 16 in conference play. So you have a better team, better record, better in these conference games where familiarity and rivalry and, you know, really getting up for these big games is meaningful. Uh, Ken Palm has them winning by one. Our buddy Greg Hoops has them winning by three. So this is a money line play for me. Give me Washington minus 145. And Pritch, put on that pot of coffee. We're staying up late tonight. Hey, man, it's not laid out here. Uh, it's not laid out here, but <laughs> I, I hear you what you're saying, though. That the Pac-12 scoring leader, too, Terrell Brown, averaging uh, 21 points a game out there for the Huskies. Uh, that's a nice uh, little situation right there. Okay, over 
over to the Big 12, Josh. Uh, West Virginia and K-State. Uh, I'm seeing K-State laying a point and a half. 137 is the total. Yeah, I'm going to go K-State in this one, Pritch. And, you know, West Virginia, a team that's really disappointed this year. You know, they had a really bad losing streak. They had a good win at the end of the year, uh, beating TCU 70-64. Mm-hmm. to 64. But they're only 15-16. and 16. You look at K-State, 14-16. and 16. But what I like about this one is you've had a, a, a kind of a bad stretch of games here for Kansas State. They actually ended the regular season with, uh, I want to say, what was it, five straight losses, and West Virginia's off a win. So the public is saying, hey, coin flip game, two bad teams blow 500. Just give me the dog here. But the line's going to K-State. K-State open, you know, up close to a virtual pick them or a minus one. They've been bet up to now uh, minus one and a half. Ken Palm has them winning by one. Greg Hoops has them by two and a half. And to me, it's just a fishy number where you're buying low on K-State uh, when they've lost five games in a row. So I'll go this line move. Give me K-State here, Pritch. And again, we just saw the other night uh, there with uh, Tennessee Chattanooga why money line to me is the better play on these short numbers. Give me the money line minus 125. I'll bet against WVU tonight. Okay, this next game, very interesting because I think the line is right here, correct? Uh, so I'm curious about the way you went. Okay, you got Mississippi minus four against Mizzou. 130 and a half uh, is the total. It seems like this line is spot on. I think it's spot on. The early move, though, was toward Ole Miss. Okay. So, again, it's not my favorite play of the day, but I did play Ole Miss in this spot. Uh, I moneylined them a little bit earlier when they were minus 175. I think they might be creeping up here a little bit. Uh, but this is kind of another buy-low spot where Ole Miss has lost four straight. Mizzou's off a win. Uh, advantages here on offense for Ole Miss. Field goal percentage, 44% to 42%. They're averaging almost 70 a game, only around 65 for Ole Miss. Uh, or for uh, Mizzou and Ole Miss is 0-2 against Missouri this year. Pritch this is another fishy number. Mizzou's had Ole Miss's number. They beat them 78-53 and 74-68. So why is Ole Miss favored and they open minus three up to minus four if Mizzou, Missouri had their number? Tells me Ole Miss is in a good bounce back spot. Give me the Ole Miss money line here. All right, off and rolling. A lot of games to get to here in college hoops. So many tournaments starting up, tipping off. Uh, already uh, games underway as well. We'll update you on scores as far as. Uh, some of these tournaments are concerned, as well as some more picks. Uh, come up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Well, just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They are available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, let's go over and see if we can find some value uh, with some conference odds here. Odds to win the Big Ten championship 
uh, as is underway now. You got Purdue at plus 225. I mean, this conference is, is interesting because I, I, there's a number of teams that can go on a run, I believe. Uh, Illinois plus 300. Iowa is at plus 400. Wisconsin at plus 650. Uh, and then you got Michigan at plus 900. Uh, Howard's going to be back. And then you got Ohio State 11 to 1 as well. Indiana's on the board on the left side, 12 to 1. Yeah, so to me, Pritch, the big drop-off comes after Michigan State, after that 13-1. to All these other teams, Maryland, Northwestern, Penn State, maybe there's a Cinderella out there. There could be some value on those numbers, but I'm really focusing on kind of the the top part of this grouping. So we got to start with Purdue. Uh, They have the best odds, plus 225. I like to compare, when we've done this throughout the show, comparing uh, the futures numbers to what Ken Palm has analytics-wise. And again, to me, these are the best analytics to go off of. So uh, Ken Palm has Purdue the 13th best team in the country, but Pritch, he's got Iowa the 14th best team in the country. So only one you know, notch below, yet you're getting a plus 400 with Iowa. To me, the value would be Iowa here. Another team that, again, you know, you're getting your better payout on, uh, you know, pretty much a virtual equal there with the favorite Purdue. But what I would bank on is their offense, Pritch. You know, of course, you get into these games and, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, all these totals going down. But if you can have an offensive game that can really keep you in it uh, and, and, you know, kind of upset some of these teams, you know, kind of just overpower them. To me, your angle there would be with uh, with Iowa having this great, you know, 80 points a game pretty much you expect out of them. So to me, there's some value there. The other one would be Wisconsin at plus 650. Ken Palm has them the 30th best team in the league. So you're down a little bit here. But my angle there would be really good defense. And then also a veteran type team. You know, Pritch, I don't know how they do it. Some of these kids are like 22, 23, 24 years old. So they they find a way to keep playing here. But I like those veteran older teams that kind of have been through the the rigors of the the conference tournament. You know, your coaches who have been there, done that. To me, it's plus 650. Wisconsin's worth a look. But to me, my number one would be Iowa there. Again, good offense, uh, good analytics rating at plus 400. I think that line should be closer down to maybe 200. How about that? So some value on the list right there on the left side. Uh, I agree with you with Iowa. I mean, Wisconsin, uh, they're not flashy, but they do execute. Johnny Davis is incredible. He's got to go off, though. Got banged up towards the end of the regular season. I don't think Ohio State will get hot enough. And then Michigan – Intriguing with Howard coming back. I mean, are you are you adding some weight to that? I mean, they were feisty down the stretch uh, a little bit at times after the Wisconsin incident. Uh, but with Howard coming back, do you think he has some juice to Michigan? So I think it's definitely a benefit. You know, the guy who you were counting on as your leader and you go through all this drama and him being suspended and now coming back, you feel like that's a bit of a boost. But, you know, Michigan had all year to prove to us that they're an yeah. upper echelon team, Pritch. They just didn't do it. So you could look on the one hand and say, wow, they're undervalued. Their record isn't that great. Uh, maybe they're worth a flyer here, kind of a buy low spot. But to me, I like buy low opportunities where you feel like you have an edge. With Michigan, it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get. So uh, I like the number, but do I feel like they can you know, actually pull this thing off? I think there's far better teams in front of them, and I think their backs are kind of uh, against the wall here. Again, tr- probably losing to teams like Purdue, Illinois, and Iowa. And I also mentioned, Pritch, you mentioned Ohio State. Ken Palm has them the 27th best team in the country. So the analytics kind of like Ohio State here at 11 to 1. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, you're kind of mentioned you're kind of questioning them a bit, which I agree with you. Uh, but that number could have some value if, if the Buckeyes can get deeper in and maybe end up with a hedging opportunity if they can't win it. Well, just on the road situations, uh, you know, Ohio State from that standpoint, I mean, at home, obviously, but this is a conference tournament uh, situation. I agree with you with Iowa in terms of the backcourt, the scoring prowess, uh, 83 points a game. Uh, is incredible, too, for the Hawkeyes. Okay, let's get to the Pac-12 tournament as well, Uh, the conference odds. Arizona's minus 150. I think they're susceptible, Josh. I mean, 
they're already considered a one seed too. So motivation, I wonder about that situation. UCLA, uh, the coaches uh, in this, the top of, of the conference anyway, plus 200 and SC plus 800. Oregon 16 to one. And yes, my buffs are 20 to one. Who beat Arizona, by the way, uh, at home. And then Washington State, one of the hotter teams in the conference of, as of late, 22 to one. What do you think? Yeah, so to me, Pritch, this is kind of chalky. I think it's a two-team race here. I think it's okay. Arizona or UCLA. Uh, you look at USC, plus 800. Ken Palm has them ranked 40th. Uh, that's kind of the closest ranking of, of any of these teams, and it makes sense that they have the third best odds. But really, Arizona, you know, to me, is a team that maybe even put in your bracket as winning the whole thing. Because when I talk about contrarian brackets and, you know, trying to differentiate yourself from, uh, from the field, you're going to get so much betting on Gonzaga to win it all. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, looking at an Arizona or a Baylor, now, if Gonzaga wins it all, you tip your cap. The public's going to clean up here. But oftentimes, the, the number one team doesn't actually win it. So Arizona, second based on Ken Palm's ratings, I'd look to them as maybe a, a contrarian bracket uh, if you're going to fill out your bracket. But here, minus 150, the line seems a little bit short. It kind of feels like that Duke number there in the ACC. Pritch, my one thing would be UCLA. Can they get hot? We saw them do it last year. Right. Uh, really just be an incredible run there in, in the conference tournament and then into March Madness. They're the eighth best team based on analytics in the country. So, again, you're a top 10, you're plus 200. To me, you're taking maybe a flyer on UCLA, but I think Arizona is probably where they should be, and there's, they're a team that I could target uh, to win it all to kind of you know break myself from the pack, everyone betting Gonzaga to cut down the nets. Okay. Yeah, I mean, motivation uh, certainly comes into play for me too. I mean, I, I think when you look at this conference, we're not going to see a repeat performance from uh, Oregon State. <laughs> Uh, Oregon, uh, one of their best players, uh, Will Richardson, is out because of an illness. Uh, SC, Arizona, they, they seem to cancel each other out because they're the same type of team out there on the floor. To me, UCLA is very interesting. Uh, but I'm looking longer, though, Josh, because Washington State, they're averaging 90 points a game as of late. Again, I mean, it's just a team that's getting hot. And within this conference in particular, uh, maybe a path for them uh, to win this conference tournament. Yeah, you actually stole my thunder there, Pritch. I'm right there with you. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm looking at, again, I'm kind of filling out all these rankings based and comparing them to their futures price. But Washington State is 22 to 1, but Ken Palm has them the 55th best team in the country. Mm -hmm. That would put them ahead of Colorado, who's 77th, ahead of Oregon, who's 81st. And USC is actually 40th, even though they're only plus 800. So to your point, Washington State 22 to 1, 55. Uh, 55th best team in the country. Good offense. You feel like they kind of strapped down on defense as well. You're kind of you're selling me here a little bit, Pritch. <laughs> I can think of uh, of Wazoo here being a value play. And again, I think when you're betting these futures, obviously whoever you bet, you're going to want to hope that they win win the whole thing. But if you get these 22 to ones, a team that's you know 15 to one, you just got to get them to maybe the championship game so you can get a hedging opportunity. To me, that's the way you kind of look at this. You hope you win, but if not, at least get you deep enough to hedge. Yeah, absolutely. Updating people on scores here, Josh. One standing out right now, Boston College 30, Wake Forest 29. I, I think Wake Forest is uh, up against it in terms of the dance, right? They, they need to make some noise in this conference tournament. They really do. And what's interesting there, Pritch, you had movement toward Wake. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the opening line. I think Wake opened laying nine and a half. They got bet up to 10 or even 10 and a half. Uh, so that was kind of a, just a straight up contrarian play on BC, who's now up at the half. Can they pull it off? I think if you're holding that the ticket there with the points, you're just going to ride this thing out. But another thing, Pritch, is like when these better teams that are double digit favorites get down, 
I automatically think about live lining these teams like down, you know, one point at halftime. I think the second half line is uh, Wake Forest laying seven. Okay. We got to get the number on the live money line here. I'd look to maybe Wake Forest, you know, turning it up in the second half and maybe winning this thing. But uh, again, if you're a contrarian, BC was only getting, I think, 20 percent of bets in that game. Great start if you're an Eagles backer. And, and Pritch, there's only one uh, college basketball team in New England. It is BC. I, I hope you I hope you know that. I do know that. I do know that. Um, no, it's fascinating because of Wake, uh, certainly with their record, you look uh, just w- uh, appearance sake, uh, they're okay for the tournament, but not really when you dive into their schedule. The non-conference was, was just so weak for them. It really was. And, you know, if they can get past, uh, you know, this BC squad, who, again, mm-hmm. giving them, them a run for their money right now, is that a bet against moving forward? Because again, I think when you get into these situations, we have a lot of uh, box scores, a lot of data to go off of. These numbers are pretty sharp in terms of the the lines here. Uh, but is this a team that you do data on? And to me, Pritch, you know, whether you bet these games or not, you know, I have action on a, a ton of them here. Become a scout, you know, watch these games with a notepad, a pen and paper, you know, file things away, little things that you can maybe pick up on. Uh, Adam Burke does a great job in Burke's blurbs and the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter, talking about, hey, the final score may not accurately reflect kind of what happened. So, again, whether you bet these games or not, I know a lot of people at work were lucky enough to be uh, doing work right now watching these things, Pritch. But pay attention, watch the games. Even if you don't have action, file it away. It may help you cash a bet later in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Intel gathering is always essential, I believe, in terms of betting these games. Uh, You know, certainly if you're just now uh, getting involved with college hoops, uh, it's a great time because the madness has started for sure. Uh, But certainly VEASAN will help you out with all the information that you need, as well as some tips uh, as well. Josh, we're going to get to some more plays after the break. Uh, Certainly, I know you have some more college hoops. We got the NBA uh, to get to as well. So, so much more after this break right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Jim welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200. To win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 800-GAMBLER. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, I I knew you were good for one of these today. Uh, The Southland (laughs) Conference first round. Let's go there. Uh, McNeese State, Northwestern State. Uh, Open McNeese State minus one and a half. I'm seeing some twos. Uh, I see one, one and a half. Actually, two, two and a half still. Uh, 154 uh, and a half is the total. What do you got here? 
Yeah, Pritch, what other show talks about McNeese State and, <laughs> right. and Northwestern State? I mean, again, remember, though, a bet that wins on this one cashes the same sure. color money as a bet on Duke, UNC, Kentucky, Gonzaga, whatever it may be. So I know we like to have fun with these off-the-beaten-path games, uh, but this is notable to me when you have an added game, extra game, or basically a, a Vegas ID number with this game, 306-107, 306-108. As you mentioned, Pritch, your Southland first-round game. Who wakes up saying, hey, I got to bet the Southland tonight at 8.30 p.m.? I don't think anybody does. So to me, these line moves are really, really meaningful because they're coming from not the public, but they're coming from respected bettors who cap all these games, have their own numbers, and then hit the discrepancy plays where they have a better number than the books have. So uh, I'm rocking McNeese State in this one, Pritch. They open as like uh, a short one-point favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite, extremely low bet game, but now they're up to two. I see one shop that may be hinting at going to uh, to two-and-a-half here. Uh, And what jumped out to me, aside from a low bet game with a line move, which to me is really sharp driven here, is that McNeese has lost five straight, yet they're favored in this matchup. And you also look at uh, Ken Palmasm winning by three in this one, by the way. But they're coming off a game against Houston Baptist, Pritch. I wonder if if you had the over on this one, 149 to 144 in four overtimes. Uh, So when you coming off that loss, Obviously, it's heartbreaking, but it tells me that they were just, you know, throwing punches and in it till the end. Uh, offensively, that's what you're banking on here with McNeese State. They're averaging 78 points a game, only 71 for Northwestern State, and a big rebounding advantage, 40 uh, boards a game versus 36. So, again, you know me, Pritch. I love these oh, random yeah. games that no one's talking about because the moves are, are really just even more sharp to me because they're coming from respected betters. So, I'll go money line here, McNeese State. Shop around. Uh, I think I got a minus 125 on this one. Okay, speaking of sharp movement, too, I mean, we can get to the whack here because we got Utah Valley and Abilene Christian uh, big movement. And this one open minus one for Utah Valley. Uh, I remember this, uh, this school, Josh <laughs> of Wolverines, correct? It's correct. Prince. That's so right. Give a shout out to, uh, to Adam Burke, our guy who's not feeling too good today. I hope he's feeling better. But uh, remember we cashed that play with Utah Valley. It was like, you know, the star, you know, the, just a great show we had that day. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting with this game. A uh, late game, Pritch, 1130, obviously your whack second round. But there was a move toward Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian, as you mentioned, Pritch, opening minus one, minus two. Uh, these books are now up to minus three. But here's the thing. Uh, this would be a Ken Palm sound the alarm play for me, Pritch. So let's get that alarm going. <laughs> Woo-woo! He's got Utah Valley winning this game by one point. Our buddy Greg Hoops has Utah Valley winning this game by two points. Ken Palm has Utah Valley ranked higher than Abilene Christian, 111 to, uh, versus 137. But here's the thing. Utah Valley played yesterday. They won 69-47, covered a 12-and-a-half against Chicago State, whereas Abilene Christian uh, hasn't played in the tournament yet. So maybe the, the movement there is saying, hey, they're rested, they're ready to go. Utah Valley, maybe they have tired legs. But I'd flip it the other way, Pritch. If you already have a win under your belt and you're feeling good and you got some momentum, uh, to me, now getting the plus three with Utah Valley is not a sharp play because I think respected money did hit Abilene here, but it's a value play for me. So let's go Utah Valley plus three, Pritch. I want to see this thing fall to two and a half before tip off tonight. All right. Uh, I love it. Uh, I might join you on that play, to be honest <laughs> with you, because, you know, look, we've cashed those tickets and you're right. Uh, the money looks the same. It doesn't matter. Uh, the uh, competitors here right there, Utah Valley, Abilene Christian. Okay, let's get to association, Josh. Uh, you're seeing one play or one movement that's kind of standing out is OKC uh, in Minnesota. What did you notice in this game? 
Yeah, and I'm not. I don't have a ton of plays in uh, mm-hmm. in NBA tonight, Pritch. Even though it's a huge slate, so if you're an NBA guy or girl, you know, 12 games tonight, you have a, a loaded, loaded slate tonight. But I tried to pick my spots, and I'm really devoting a lot of my attention to college hoops. But this one play caught my eye to the total here, to the over. Okay. Uh, Thunder and Timberwolves. So it's a big spread. You know, open like minus 14 and a half. Timberwolves kind of stayed where it's at. I think see one book went up to 15, but the total is getting really hit hard here to the over. It opened around 230. It's been up to 232. I'm now seeing some shops 233, 233 and a half. So you're not getting the best of it anymore. I got this thing when it was at 232, uh, but a lot to like about the Timberwolves and their overs. This is the number one fastest paced team in the NBA. Uh, they're number 12 in offensive efficiency. You have three good over refs for this game. All three refs here, uh, Richardson, Wright, and Sterling between, I think, like 50, 51 to 54% to the over. Uh, you also have Minnesota, one of the best over teams in the NBA, 41 and 25 to the over. They're 5 and 1 to the over their last six. They're eight and four to the over their last 12 at home and they're 12 and five to the over the last 17 head to head. So it worries me a little bit when you're on an over and a big spread because sometimes you get up big, take your foot off the gas. But OKC has cashed some overs as well. OKC is eight and one to the over their last nine, four and two to the over their last six on the road. So I want a ton of points here, Pritch. I'm going to be rooting every time they go back and forth to score. Uh, give me the over here, over 232. You might only get a 233 now at this point. OKC, I was thinking you're going to bet on Boston. Your Celtics are on the road here. I'm looking to bet on them, to be honest with you. It's up to seven and a half right now uh, with Charlotte. How about this line movement, though? Phoenix and Miami uh, open minus Eight, I think, Josh, I'm looking at here. It's down to four. Uh, looking for some injury news. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, four and a half across the boards. I see some fours as well uh, for the Heat right there in that game against the Suns. So you're totally right, Pritch. Big move here down uh, toward the Suns. I, it's got to be Devin Booker. I haven't yeah. seen any confirmation here, but I would assume, you know, when you open Heat laying seven and a half, eight, and now you're down to four and a half, four, that's got to be Devin Booker playing. I can't imagine anyone else. You know, Chris Paul is going to be out for a while here. So I think it might be Booker coming off the COVID protocol. I'd keep an eye out for the heat injury report as well, though, Pritch. Like, Butler's questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. Maybe it's the combination of Booker in and maybe these guys being out that caused this line to fall a bit. I think you missed the boat, though, in terms yeah. of value. Like, if you got the Suns, you know, we talk about all the time, Pritch. It's not just who you like. It's what number you got and when you bet it. If you got a 7.5, you know, 7, 6.5, Maybe the cutoff there was like six. I think you're feeling really good about beating the closing line there. At this point, I'm starting to see maybe some buyback here, getting it, getting down to four, going back to four and a half with Miami. So we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, Pritch, can you believe the Orlando Magic <laughs> coming up big last night here, covering that number, only losing by three? That was a good hazmat Absolutely. play. Absolutely. Suns on the back-to-back uh, shorthand. Unless they get Booker back, like you mentioned, one and six ATS, uh, their last uh, seven games right there. So well, six games. Um, You know, when you think about Miami, too, as just that complete, team uh, and contribution that they're getting off the bench is incredible. The number going down, though, minus four and a half, maybe a situation uh, that becomes attractive right there. How about Atlanta, Milwaukee, Milwaukee on another back-to-back two scoring 142 points. Uh, Josh, Giannis went off, uh, but you got Atlanta in a spot in which they're desperate. Uh, needing to win games, needing to stack some wins here. Uh, I'm looking at the line now at open minus five and a half. It's down to four and a half uh, out there for the Bucks. Definitely got some movement here to the Hawks, Pritch. Again, you mentioned it, laying five and a half opener. Some I saw one book that was even a little bit higher, like maybe a six, six and a half, but maybe that was kind of an outlier. But again, public is all over Bucks. How can you blame them? Bucks to me, they're actually kind of a, a flyer here, not a flyer, but uh, kind of a buy low, you know, win the whole thing again, Pritch. I don't mm-hmm. hear anyone really talking about them. You hear a lot about the Suns and, and Golden State. Uh, but this Milwaukee team to me is just getting better and maybe being overlooked because it's, you know, been there, done that. 
uh, but 41 and 25 on the year, but they're only 30 and 36 ATS. And they're almost always favored in these games. So the line is going to Atlanta again, five and a half now down to four and a half. It's really contrarian. Only like 25% of bets are on Atlanta tonight. Again, it's one of those things though, too. Uh, did you want a five and a half? Did you want a five? It's not as big of a dip there like that sun's heat game. But the other thing here, Pritch is a really high total. I think right. it's gotta be the highest total of the night. What did this open at two thirty seven? It's now all the way up to two thirty nine. I see a two forty out there. It's tough, Pritch. Sometimes I like just buying low and saying it's so high. Give me the under, right. you know, because again, when you're, when you're playing these, these totals, you're going to need 60 points every quarter to cash this thing mm. even more than that. So if you have just one quarter where they score 50, you know, it, it, you're up against it here. So I'd maybe lean by low under, but it also worries me, Pritch. You know, sometimes you see these high totals that rise and it's a, you know, 135, 130 game. So no play for me, but I'd be intrigued maybe by buying low on that under. Going back to that Phoenix Miami game. I mean, my goodness, that line going down to four and a half. Uh, it's actually open at 217 and a half with a total 220 goes up there. Uh, if it is Booker, I mean, I'm going to stay tuned into Twitter or find any type of resource <laughs> for this game because I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know if that one player can justify a movement like that, though. Yeah, it maybe has to be the combination of Booker in and maybe, um, you know, Butler out. That's got to be the only reason to make it move that much. Okay. I'll follow up on that one for sure. Good luck on your plays, Josh. A lot of basketball, a lot of college hoops going on today. Utah Valley, let's get it again, Brett. That's right. I'm, I'm tailing you on that one. I'm going to follow you on that one. Great job. We'll see you tomorrow. The Edge coming up next.